Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. And we have with us again, Scott from Back to the Future Minute and DuelingGenre.com. Yes, uh, I'm very happy to be here once again. And today we are discussing Minute 33 of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs which begins with the dwarfs at the bottom of the stairs egging Dopey on to, to get in there and find out what the monster is, and ends with uh, Dopey bouncing off the door of the, the, the front door of their house. <laughs> when I paused it, his back was arched. Yeah, his back was arched. He, he had flopped and was bowing. Yeah, yeah. it was funny. Poor Dopey. Uh, yeah, poor Dopey. Yeah, yeah it's, it's super not nice. Like, poor Dopey. I think everyone kind of empathizes with Dopey because everyone has had an experience where they felt like that friend. Mm-hmm. Like the one that's getting left on the wrong side of the door. Yeah. It's like, guys, guys, you forgot about me. Please don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and and it just gets worse for him from here. Yeah, yeah it's not improving. So <laughs> no. he, he finishes... Going up the stairs. Yeah, so after they're like, we're right behind you, which from, they're from not. From like 30 feet away. They're, they're not right behind him, and they're not following him up the stairs. They they're... do eventually get on the stairs with their weapons drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it takes a little while. Yeah. and But they don't follow him. They're like, we're right behind you, and they're not. And that drove me crazy, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and then he he's... So nervous, his hands like, shaking yeah, the, as he the opens candle. the candle. He opens the candle. He peers. there's some really interesting animation on like the flame of the candle as he's reaching into the door. If you watch how like the flame flickers yeah. and and grows and is very reactive yeah. mm-hmm. in a very real way, like it's amazing how much detail they uh-huh. put into the candle. Yeah, and as he moves it, like it, it like little flickers of flame like kind of yeah follow which it's it's pretty interesting i like it um but the way that he he's just so his quivering fist scared (laughs) um but in the book that i have mentioned before on this podcast the snow white and the seven dwarfs a creation of the classic Mm -hmm. um it has an early version of Dopey's Adventure Upstairs, that's what it's called. Oh, there was a different, there was a different, uh, like an alternative scene? Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to read what each, what it kind of says. Okay, you've got storyboards for it? Yes. Got it. Dopey enters the room. Uh, he looks back, bumps the candle holder onto the do- on the door, and the candle pops out and lands on his head. Oh. Upright. So it's the the flame is at the top and it's just sitting there, um, and he doesn't notice that. He okay, doesn't... so it pops out of his hand and lands on his head. Yeah. So okay. he's still holding the the candle holder. Oh, the candle just like the candle just popped up and landed on his head. Uh, he goes to the the beds and he's looking around because he can't see. Uh, he hasn't seen Snow White yet, um, and he. Holds the empty candlestick under the bed. So there's like an archway underneath the bed, at the foot of the bed. And mm-hmm. he puts the candle holder there. Try but the to candle s- is still on his head. But the candle is still on, okay. on his head. And he can't... Uh, he's having a hard time figuring out where the light is coming from. Because it's not coming from his candle holder anymore. Um, he looks at the candlestick. Uh, or the candlestick holder. 
and uh, and looking around trying to figure out where he got the candle, uh, where the candle ended up. Uh, it says, he looks up, sees eerie glow, looks back at empty candlestick. The candle holder. Yeah. Uh, scared, he runs under, under the bed and knocks the candle off of his head onto the candlestick holder. <laughs> and he opens his eyes and sees it's there. He gets up shaking all over and suddenly Snow White yawns and he bolts out of there. Okay, so the whole gag was about, like, this candle on his head. On his head. <laughs> and then like, getting back into the candle yeah. holder. I was laughing, because the animation they, that's in here was really... I, I liked it. I'm going to take advantage of being in the same room as you and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, the candle's on your head! How... How does it stay there? He moves around and he's shaking, so... It, the balance would be off and it would probably fall off. Right? I, I can't... I, I I imagine that the reason that was cut was uh, because of, like, worry that kids would try to recreate it and burn their houses down. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. call. That's, like... I do not want anyone I know to be, like, attempting this physical comedy. Yeah. But... but... I mean, yes, I, I agree with that, but at the end of him walking for the movie, walking into the room and Snow White yawning, he throw like, as he runs out of the room, the can- he, it's he, like he, throws he threw, the throws the candle. So, like, I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's, it's like my uh, brother, who's going to be a guest next week, um, when Tangled came out, his daughter was, I think, two or three. Uh, and she loved the film, but then she went to the kitchen one day to get a frying pan because she wanted to play Tangled. Oh. <laughs> and and like, no, no, no. They had, to, they had to do a quick lesson about cartoon violence <laughs> and frying pans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did have something. After he runs out of the room, well, mm-hmm. as he's running out of the room, he's yelling. Yes. But Dopey's... Doesn't... Doesn't... He doesn't have a voice. Speak. Yeah, but this is like an intense yell. Like there is a char- there's a voice actor who did like his hiccups that come. So later it's got to be the a, same. Maybe a, a, a cough or a sneeze or something. Uh, but I don't know about the. the That's got to be him, right? If they're going to credit someone as a voice actor for Dopey. So Dopey's Dopey's muteness must be voluntary, then. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you can make a a yell. Yeah. Yeah, it says Dopey's Hiccups mainly by Ed, um, Eddie Collins, but I don't know. Maybe he's the Maybe he, the he yell. did this yell also. I mean, it's a it's a short moment, but like he definitely has a voice. Yeah. yeah. He just never learned to speak. Yeah, he, he just doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Little detail that I noticed is uh, when he, Dopey is running out and he collides with all the dwarves, if you look at the side of the stairs, it looks like little owl faces on the logs mm-hmm. of the steps. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of owl motifs throughout in, the house. In the house. Um, the yeah. tops or the ends of a lot of beams, both inside and outside, have owls. Huh. Uh, and we've noted uh, these owls on the stairs, which is... Like, it's a lot of extra detail to put into it. Yeah. When that could have yeah. just been, like, end of a log. 
Yeah. Right. There's there's a lot of owls throughout the house, but then when you go up to the beds, there's a lot of rabbits and, and squirrels. And um, even a butterfly. Yeah. Um, but there there is one moment when we were when we first mentioned the owl motifs where then it kind of cut back on the owl motifs and entered human faces. Yeah. But um, for the most part, yeah, we see a lot of owls throughout the whole house. Hmm. Maybe the dwarfs like have a thing for owls as they're building their house, if they built their house or. Yeah. We don't know if they constructed it, but we do know that they can build based on a deleted scene of when they built Snow White's bed. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, but yes, there's definitely owls all along the stairs. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of extra owls throughout uh, this week. That's probably the most prominent um, yeah. stuff that you that you can find as as background painting. Yeah, there's there's two owls by the door, uh, okay. like up at the top and like the molding. There's two mm-hmm. owls, and then below them, like it looks like it's like looks like there's an owl in the little. Uh, the curved molding, and then it looks like there's another, a different kind of owl or something right below that. Um, they got really hooked on owls. Yeah. Oh, I did, I did, like, think about this as we were watching this minute, but I didn't write it down. I don't know why. But when the Dopey opens the door and you see the, the door um, mm-hmm. carvings, and we mentioned that there's a a dwarf. There's a dwarf, and then there's like the four little uh, things that kind of look like maybe a little bit of human kind of fi- figure, but not exactly. I haven't noticed that. Um, they look almost like the uh, the oysters in the in the creepy song uh, in Alice in Wonderland. The, the I little have no baby, idea. The little baby oysters or what clams or whatever they are that I, I hate that sequence, but I saw them and I'm like, that looks very oddly shaped like that. But, it, I mean, it could have been worked on by the same teams of people maybe. possibly. Um, it just has like a little circle with that kind of looks like a head and then like a lo- another little circle surrounding it. That kind of looks like a bonnet and then like, a head, like the body, huh. but huh. they're small. But I mentioned, I saw that, so I thought I mentioned it. I'll take it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so I have, so a, I... I have a confession to make. Okay. Um, so before listening to your show, I knew about – I knew that Disney got his start making something called Silly Symphonies, and I had seen some of them. But it wasn't until you were talking about them and then I think later you mentioned Looney Tunes. It had never in my entire life occurred to me that Looney Tunes was a take on Silly Symphonies. Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies and Silly Symphonies, like all that. Yeah, yeah. That had never occurred to me that they were all like sort of takes on each other. Was, Was Silly Symphonies the first one? I will let Kestra answer that. I think so. Silly did, Symphonies who, was before uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right. So right. Silly Symphonies was the early Disney. Looney Tunes stuff. was 1930. Uh, Mickey well, Mouse was created in 28. Okay. Okay. So Silly uh, Symphonies was first. When, who made Merry Melodies? Because Warner Brothers was Looney Tunes. Uh, Silly Symphonies were produced between... 
29 and 39. There were 75 animated short films. Okay. Um, uh, Mary Melodies was Warner Brothers. 31 uh, to 69. Yeah, so starting in 31. And Did they so predate Mary- Looney Tunes? Is that what that was? Um, Looney Tunes... Uh, yeah, so I was think nineteen thirty to sixty nine. So it was about the So I think it's Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies were essentially the same thing. Oh, okay. Um I think that Looney Tunes kind of became the um the brand. Right, yeah. But um the Merry Melodies was sort of like a like a title card for their their shorts. Looney Tunes was everything, Merry Melodies was some of the, the episodic Yeah. It says bits. it says here uh, Looney Tunes produced from 1930 to 69 during the golden age of American animation alongside its sister series, Merry Melodies. And mm. then... So they it, kind of got melded together. And... But so the symphonies came out one year prior to... Right, when, right. Uh, Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes. So all of those would have been working together at the same time uh, in development. It was the same stuff. It was... Um, Sort of like when you get Pixar and then you shortly thereafter get DreamWorks. Um, yeah, the, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of Mad Magazine, and then you had like Cracked. You know, mm-hmm. it was like it was like oh, it's the same thing, but it's sort of like the off-brand model. You know, yeah. Um, although, although I'm sure animation nerds are like, whoa, 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 Looney Tunes off-brand? Are you nuts? Um, but you know. They, they, they definitely. It seems like they started out at least as let's do what he's doing. I, I would say that feels accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not it totally is, you know, I don't know what the development history for Bugs Bunny um, compared to Mickey Mouse was exactly. Right. Um, but you know, seeing s- so many dates that were so similar, right. it definitely seems like you know Disney was going for this thing, and some other people said, "Let's take." you know, whatever we had in mind and kind of model it after this fairly right. closely. Um, you know, they could have been developing something similar and then said, okay, well, someone else has done it like proof of concept. Let's imitate to some degree. Right. Um, but they definitely didn't imitate the transition into feature length, um, animated films the way Walt uh-huh. did, you know, you, you keep going with the Looney Tunes stuff kind of basically as Looney Tunes as we know it. Right. For much longer. Whereas the, the Silly Symphonies stopped in 39 when Walt transitioned into... Although, funnily enough, they had... Uh, the Looney Tunes had a renaissance this, at the same time as Disney, just not in features. Because at the same time that the feature renaissance was happening at Disney, they were creating Tiny Tunes and Animaniacs. Yes. That's um, really interesting. So you, you get this kind of duplication. It's like, well, let's take this you know, yeah. this similar comedy, but yeah, so they went for, um, TV shows, whereas Disney went for animated features for, for their, um, revival. Right. And Warner brothers went to cartoons and some of the, some of the cartoon stuff for Warner brothers was also fueled by, um, transitioning like out of the popularity of things like He-Man and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, and into Batman stuff as a reaction right. to, to Batman 89. Right. Um, right. And so, like, all those guys that had been working on uh, Tiny Toons and Animaniacs were also the, the same guys that were working on Batman the Animated Series right, in the 90s. Right. So, so they kind of owned and cornered the market on uh, TV animation uh, for, for kids, ostensibly, for kids, uh, in, in the 90s as, as the Saturday morning cartoons block and the, and the after school uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Fox uh, 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 Kids WB the, and Fox and Fox, and Fox kids. for Kids. Yeah. One thing to mention alongside that um, is that Walt Disney was actually one of the first people to actually trust TV. A lot of there was something going on with like the TV just barely coming out, mm-hmm. and not a lot of uh, like big film producers and and things like that wanted to take a chance on television because they didn't think it was going to happen. And Walt was like, no, this is going to happen. This is a good thing. He, and he, he had an eye for these things. <laughs> and then I think that kind of just led to a lot of people following suit. And it, it's interesting to me um, that, you know, considering Walt Disney was one of the early people to latch onto TV, that he didn't end up being um, one of the driving forces for, the like classic TV cartoons. Like you think of Walt Disney stuff and you think movie cartoons much more than you think right. of TV cartoons. Right. Uh, well, for whatever but, reason. Well, but, but one of the things that he did do uh, by, by, you know, embracing television was I think if he hadn't done that, Disney as a brand wouldn't be a thing really. Because yeah, what he did basically name. was like, here we have, here's a feature and now you're going to have to wait a year or two until we have another one. But I'm going to be on TV every Sunday. Yeah. Doing uh, the wonderful world of Disney stuff. Right. And, right. That definitely Davey, cemented. And which led to Davy Crockett. And- right. Yeah. So that, oh. that name, that Disney brand and his face never went away between movies. He was sort of like the the family-friendly Alfred Hitchcock, like in a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. So, yeah, he – he had like the touch for a lot of different things in a lot of different ways that made it perfect. Like he had the, the branding idea, like with his name on TV and in movie theaters um, mm-hmm. and, and like predating TV in movie theaters with the, the Mary melodies, which would have been shown like before a film started. Right. Um, and so, yeah, he, he definitely like grabbed several things just at the right time and in just the right way to make Disney what it is now. Mm-hmm. I, I I was probably like 10 years old before I realized that Disney was a name for a person <laughs> and not just like, it's like, yeah, it's the company that makes the cartoons I like. Yeah, I, I was probably same. Like, Speaking of, uh, of Disney now, I had a question for you guys. Okay. How, how, because as we're recording this, not to date this recording, but as we're recording this, like some pretty big. Disney news, Disney casting news came out and uh, like today, what's that? Like today, today as of this recording. Yeah. Okay. Did you see it? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious how you guys feel about uh, the whole live action remake phenomenon that's happening now. Okay. Well, I would, Hmm. There's parts of it that I think are good, mm-hmm. and there's parts of it that I think are interesting, and there's parts that have, of it that I'm just not really engaging with. I, I didn't see the live-action Jungle Book oh. um, and, and things like that, so uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, with Beauty and the Beast, I'm looking forward to it, but I also know, and you can see from the trailers, like they're not trying to hide anything. They're like, we know you know this story, mm-hmm. and we are doing... like a very close approximation of the animated story. Right. We're just doing it in a way that we have the technology to do 
and and the budget to do you know live action this way now but like i don't think it's gonna make me feel anything that i don't feel from the animated one yeah um except nostalgia for that animated one but there's some things that i'm more excited for than others um i don't care for like the um and i again i haven't seen a lot of them uh, i didn't see maleficent but like I don't uh, want. Does that one I don't count? want. I don't want. I don't want villains redeemed. You know, and that's a different story, so it's not the exact same. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that one. Yeah, kind of redeemed her, but I didn't think it fully redeemed her. But yeah, at it, all. but Plus, then you Maleficent, have the Cinderella. Maleficent's supposed to be like one of the like the worst villain of yeah. all Disney villains. Like she is awful. Um, she got oh, no, mad no, no, no. because she didn't get invited Cru- to a party. Cruella yeah. Deville is the worst Disney bad. villain of all time. Um, um, she's a monster, but. Well, and so why would we feel differently about these, um, like modern day adaptations? But like they've done 101 Dalmatians live action. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't feel like the same, like retread that we're getting now. And Cinderella it, is pretty it, closely adapted from. It is, but it's also not at the same time. Like there are parts yeah. that they added things and. And they definitely changed tones and of things. Changed, and, and her dress is different. Yeah, but her. with Beauty and the Beast, it I feel like it's going to be very, very closely um, mimicking the animated one. Yeah, um, the, the dress, the. Like, like the outfits look the same, look the similar. color tones of, of yeah. scenes look the same. Yeah. Like, from the trailers, we've seen shots of Be Our Guest and things like that. So I don't suspect that it's going to be anything different from the animated one. But for that movie... I've heard that they have changed... I think it's going to be really good. I've heard that they've changed Belle, though. Hmm. Um, to make her more... Uh, uh, feminist oriented more attentive yeah right um whereas before it was just like uh she like sacrificed for her dad and then fell in love with like the creepy guy that like kind of abused her a couple times like i was imprisoning her right right yeah and I, i i from what i understand that was the reason that the director wanted to do it was because he wanted to make bell a little bit more uh three-dimensional i guess okay Um, yeah i yeah like i'm not sold for all of them Uh uh-huh but like i'm Uh, really excited to see beauty and the beast i will say uh you guys need to watch jungle book because i mean that's that's i feel like that's the that's the pin um that's the one where because like cinderella bothered me because it like you know it changed the the mice weren't like a thing really in this (laughs) and I that bothered me because the mice are my favorite, but uh, the Jungle Book, like, oh man, Jungle Book is incredible! Like, what an incredible movie! Um, so I, I I highly recommend watching the Jungle Book thing because I've never really felt strongly about the cartoon, but mm-hmm. the uh, live action movie, I was it was stunning. Um, okay, it makes me really excited for Lion King. No, I, I will definitely give Jungle Book a shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. But there's also Little Mermaid coming up, which yeah. um, I'm more excited for just because I'm a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I, oh, I agree with it. that. Right, right. So I'm very um, excited so, for that. <laughs> right. uh, I, but, I, I couldn't remember because I remember at one point they had gotten um, 
uh, Sofia Coppola to direct it. And I was like, that is the most bizarre directing choice. But I think she left and now, you know, they have Lin-Manuel. I don't know that they have a director now, though. I think he's just writing the music. I I think, well... Even right when now. he just does the music, he tends to be heavily involved with the right. production. Sure. Like, even with Moana, they could practically give him a story credit, um, is sure. my understanding of his involvement. Right. Um, uh, so I'll be, so I'll he, be curious to see what they force. get for the director of that, because I don't, I don't know. And they lost their aerial, which... Oh, I didn't know that they had ever gotten one. I, I mean, it, that one's still fairly far in pre-production. Right. They had cast, um, what's, what's her name? Hit Girl, uh... From, oh from, yeah, um, I forgot her name. Oh yeah, I'm I'm spacing out her name too. Uh, Chloe, Clo- yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes, that's right. They had okay. cast her as Ariel, and then she quit because she like quit acting. She was She's because she had like a couple of like poorly reviewed movies in a row, and she was like, I'm I'm quitting everything that I'm attached to, and going on hiatus for a while, and then coming yeah, back. I- yeah, she um, she's on a break. Right. So she she was Ariel and then she quit. Um so But yeah, that that one's still pretty far off. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean, I I feel like there are a good few of the animated ones and uh, that I would be interested in seeing, not like not entirely committed and excited to see. Um, unless I knew more about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'd be interested in seeing them because it'd be interesting to see how it compares and contrasts to the animated one and, um, and how they changed it. And, but there are others that if they were to do it, which there have been some rumors of like a Bambi one. And I'd be like, no, I'm not interested in seeing a live action Bambi. <laughs> um, that would be traumatizing yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's there's the Mulan one, which not a lot of people know a lot about exactly. But um, but I I hear little bits of news about the Mulan one, which I think is a a good one to choose. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they just like, they I, just I got a di- they just got a director for the Mulan one, I think, because I think yes. that's the one that's coming after Lion King. I think it might be. Um, but it's a female director, and sh- is she Chinese? I think she's she's definitely not white, but that's I'm not sure. I, I'm not right. sure. I um I don't want to I don't want I don't want to say because I'm not sure. Right. Um. And yeah, that one definitely feels like it's well suited to getting mm-hmm. a live a live action adaptation. Um, but there's other ones like I don't know if Hercules I think would be great with a I live mean, action adaptation. Yeah, I think there's like there's a way to do it, but I I feel like some of the tone would be lost and yeah, it doesn't Hercules, need it. Hercules is my favorite uh, of the Renaissance. Uh, it's very high ones. on my Renaissance list. Not it's it's second to Lion King, but I almost feel Lion King is cheating because it's just such a ridiculously perfect movie. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Hercules is like my favorite. The one that doesn't get talked about a lot, like it's my favorite of those. Right. Um, because, I mean, it's just Superman. That's my favorite part about it. Yeah. It's a Superman story. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just Superman. I mean, he's even got Lois Lane. I mean, she – like Meg is Lois Lane. That's – yeah, it's great. Ugh, I love Hercules. 
It's but, it's really really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was just curious about the live action thing because I, I I remember that you guys had brought up the Lin Manuel thing with uh, Little Mermaid, but it was sort of in passing, and so I couldn't gauge your uh, yeah general um, thoughts. I'd say I, I'll take it, you know, as they come and mm-hmm. see. Like I I kind of wish that there was more because uh, I. Because they they seem to be more focused on getting all the news out for the Pixar sequels and the live-action Disney ones rather than new animated ones. And I kind of wish that we knew more about what animated uh, films are coming out between Disney and Pixar in the future more than just the sequels and the live-action. Yeah, like like Zootopia could have done with more press, um, but I feel like a lot of that press went to the Jungle Book. Exactly. Hmm, that's interesting because I I thought Zootopia was like a like a ridiculously enormous hit. It was a big hit, but they didn't um they didn't do a lot of advertising ahead of it. Oh, I felt like I think it they, got they a lot kind of, of response had the after. same trailer for uh, up until probably a month before the actual movie. Oh. Yeah, came and I don't out, think its trailers and, were very representative. And, but I saw several like featurette things at the movie theater about what they were doing to make Jungle Book happen. Yeah, like all the the and, green and screen work the new, and, about the the boy who's playing Mowgli. And, yeah, and well, techniques like that. So, um, yeah, I think they balance towards um, the live action and the Pixar, and not so much um, into. Like the Moana and the Zootopia right. and the um, it is weird that Coco, had... which is coming out this year, and no yeah. one really knows anything about Wait, what, it. Wait, what is it? Coco. Coco. It's Pixar. Oh, um, Pixar yeah. about about Day of the Dead. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pixar tends to just focus on one movie at a time, so that's that's their thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'd hate for Coco to go the way of the the dinosaur thing that they did. The dinosaur, dinosaur is so, so bad. bad. It's really bad. It's really it's bad. really bad. <laughs> The, okay, but, I, I have to but, bring this up every time. Every time Good Dinosaur comes up, like it's so bad because that's not the direction water flows from mountains. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're in the valley. It's like yeah, you just follow the water to the mountain. It, you know, it's natural flow. It's like, but it comes from the mountain. Like that's how that's how rivers work. Music right? alone is good. Some of the animation. Some is, of the animation is, is really, really pretty. Good. Like it's like really the pretty. the fields and yeah. stuff. Like that's pretty. But, it's the whole story and the whole film itself is really bad. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it's a broken movie. I, they, yes. they, they didn't. They I didn't think, have a, a single like a, a single vision on it. It got kind of pieced together. Like it, right. it changed directors and right. uh, yeah. like five times. It was one of those things where they had just put so much money into it. They were like, we can't well, not. Well, the movie's got to come out. Yeah, we <laughs> have to put it out. We have to make yeah. some of our money back. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I do find it weird that we got two Disney animated feature films this year or, or last year, 2016, and we don't get any this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's weird. Yeah, um, the pacing's a little a little funky. I think they pretty much have like, um, so there's the Pixar team, there's the live action you know team, and I think they probably have at least two, um, like classic Disney teams right. going yeah because um, they have they're they not have the coordinated. Mu- they have the musical team and then they have the non-musical team yeah mm-hmm. and they're not quite coordinating right um the release schedule for all of these things yeah. yeah but but i mean disney owns 
like Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, so, yeah. so you, you have to count all about, of like, those movies. Those are all coming out at the same time. So you time, get a, but if you a go new Star Wars movie every year. It was just Disney and Pixar. That's when it's like, um, I feel a little bit of a lack in new ideas and new animation. Yeah, and so when they redo the the they do the live action versions, I'm like I kind of I want to see a new one, like. Like, like I want to like, pick I, a new mythology and and give me a new fairy yeah. tale. I love Beauty and the Beast. It's my favorite Disney film. Um, I love Belle. I like it's my favorite film. And then when I but and so I'm excited for the live action. But I'm like, I just like can't. There's so many other fairy tales out there that have not been adapted into a story. I'm, I'm waiting for like their Momotaro. Along the lines of Hercules, you know, where it's a male, uh, like a young male protagonist fairy tale. And like, I bet they do a great Momotaro. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but, and they could do good adaptations. They just need a little, I feel like a little push in that direction or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, do... there was Frozen, which was good. Very loosely right. based on but something. But you, you have a lot of points on that but, yeah like um, it's very loosely 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 yeah they just they're focused more on on the other areas that they can do live action and pixar sequels mostly. but i i love the fairy tale yeah into animation stories exactly. i will say i do prefer the straight remakes over like the the side remakes the maleficent and then the mm-hmm. cruella de vil movie and there's that weird rumor where they're going to do Aladdin from the genie's perspective. Who wants that? I don't like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what, what, what is genie's arc? Like he's not free. And then he's, free. I, I don't whatever. But the, like the only reason they want to do that from the genie's perspective rather than Aladdin or Jasmine is because they're worried. Or, or like one of the reasons I've, I've read about is they're worried about racism and, mm-hmm. oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Then just don't do it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Well, that's a a bit of a side note uh, (laughs) in this episode. Was there anything else uh, we needed to touch on for for this minute? Minute 33. Um, I will. I do wonder what Dopey thinks this thing is. Like, yes. you think that she's a ghost? Because she's wearing a sheet. So that's where my mind went. But then they're all calling her a monster. And then she, so I had a question because she stretches and she's definitely still asleep. Mm-hmm. I've never seen someone like stick their arms up in the sheets, stretch and move around and make <laughs> noises and then just like settle back in. Wait, I don't do that in the middle of my sleep? That's not something I... I no, like that's... people that are asleep are like asleep. <laughs> like she was making sounds of waking up. Yeah, she was. Um oh. Moaning and stretching. Yeah, so, so it I'd, seemed like she was waking up, but but then she's she definitely kind of still asleep, right back in, and she didn't wake up when Dopey was so, screaming in the room. If you if you're listening to this and you routinely like stretch and lift up the sheets and and move around and then just settle back down, let us know. I mean, somehow the sheets always get turned. Around. Yeah, I mean, like people move in yeah, their sleep and sheets like get that. pulled around, but like, yeah, she's like lifting it up. And it's just like, it's weird that she is completely covered by these sheets. Which, why then, do they have such big sheets for such small beds? Uh, I don't know. She sleeps yeah. like a log, though. Yeah, exactly. 
They've been making so much noise. But then, like, later, it's a blanket that's on top of her. Or, no, it's a sheet, right? It's a sheet. But, like, it's, like, completely covering her face. Yeah, she's got it pulled all, all the way I, up. I, I don't know. Well, like, it's a weird sleeping position. <laughs> maybe she's not used to having that many blankets. Or that few? Maybe that's the thing? She's, like, really cold, so she's got to, like, cover all the way up? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. We'll look for more answers tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but if people want to hear more uh, from you, Scott, it is DuelingGenre.com. Yeah, DuelingGenre.com. Uh, you can find uh, all of the Minute podcasts. I, I do Back to the Future Minute, and then we have Lord of the Rings Minute and Harry Potter Minute. Uh, I'm also the head writer and executive producer of Geek by Night, uh, which is an original audio drama about uh, comic nerds who get superpowers. Um, and, uh, it's, it's like funny and, and also it has like drama. So it's kind of, we, we, we are sort of, uh, writing it in the style of like a Buffy kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that sort of vibe, if that's the thing that you're into, go check that out. And, uh, yeah, all of that's at duelinggenre.com. All right. And as for us, please share us with your friends and give us reviews and ratings in whatever podcast, uh, subscription service you're using. Be sure you're subscribed to us so you get every episode when it comes out. And we'll have more tomorrow, but until then, just whistle while you work. <laughs>